the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, and a beautiful day in L.A. Welcome to Thursday. Today I have a number of guests, but my first guest is very special, Victoria Valentino. Welcome, Victoria. Well, hi. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, I'm very excited to have you on the show. Another host, a host to host. You bet. Makes the best kind of show. <laughs> At least we both know how to speak. <laughs> yeah, articulate. <laughs> Absolutely. But listen, Victoria, you know, you and I have known each other for a long time, and as you know, I'm a fan. I think you're a very elegant woman. You're a very hard-working woman. Um, you know, Thank you. You, you, oh, you're welcome. And you know, you you became affiliated with, you know, Playboy at a time when everything was a little bit more classy in this world. Um, you yeah. know, it was. It's almost when you think about Royal Europe today. You know, there's just as much of a difference between the new millennium and what the sexual revolution was like in the 1960s. Well, yeah, that is true. That's absolutely true. And, uh, you know, the the whole difference between the early Playmates, the first 10 years, or even the first 15, almost 20 years of Playmates, um, versus what's going on now. I mean, the Playmates now are beautiful, no question about it. They still have that essence of the girl next door. But there is... There's a loss of innocence, I think, in comparison to what we had way back in the day. Yeah, I would. Well, I, and that really is not any individual brand's fault. It's really what happened with the times because yeah. Internet technology became everybody's peep show. That's right. That's and, right. you know, so, of course, at a time when, you know, the Rockettes were very, very, very elegant, and you had all of these, um, you know, sexual celebrations in a very um, upscale manner. I mean, everybody was, co- you know, coveted, and, you know, you had the Marilyn Monroe sort of iconoclastic class. And, you know, now mm-hmm. it's really anybody can be, anybody can be an Internet slut, and that's taken down the glory of the 1950s and the growth of the sexual revolution and healthy American imagery. And it's made everything so available that nothing carries the same value. No, I, and I think that's entirely true. It's almost, I mentioned to you on the phone when we spoke yesterday, you know, when Gucci and Chanel are ripped off, it's like, <laughs> where, I mean, listen, then you could have big, gigantic lawsuits and, you know, a lot of times um, the big companies can succeed in a cease and desist. But yeah, when yeah. you're talking about, you know, a person, an elegant woman like you who, um, you know, has grown into be, you know, a very respected professional, you, you know, you have a talk show, you're a nurse. Um, I know that you keep very, very busy. You have some girl that's claiming to be Victoria Valentino. And, um, you know, you see all over the place who you're supposed to be, and then you go into victoriavalentino.com, and then you see this. Well, you know, I was alerted to it by a fan of mine from Eugene, Oregon. And he said, oh, he emailed me, said, I, don't, I didn't know you made videos. And I said, well, 
gee, I don't. And he went back and checked it out, and he said, oh, no, this is clearly not you. And he said, it's just, he said, I'm so sorry. I, I, you know, didn't want to insult you by associating you with this situation. He said, I just didn't realize at first glance, you know, that he said, I saw your name up on the, uh, you know, under Google and all, he said there were just, just several, several uh, links and, and he said, I just thought it was all you. And so at first I went, oh, well, you know, so. Yeah, what can you do? You're a little famous, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's a great name, let's say. It is a wonderful (laughs) name. It's a sexy name, but it's also an elegant name, too. It is. And and it flows off the tongue. And But anyway, I, later on, some other fans had commented on it, and I thought, you know, I'd probably better check it out myself. And I was so shocked because... I couldn't find my own name. There no, I, eight pages of you, this woman, and she's marketing herself empty. as the new and improved Victoria Valentino. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> and you just happen to have shaved, you know, a number of years off of yourself too. I mean, it's just so ridiculous because oh, you know yeah. it's just so ridiculous. I mean, you see this, and I, you know, okay, let's go to the next step. So, you know, what what does a person try to do? They try to do a cease and desist, and. You know, yeah, um, which is what I did. Yes, and there was no response. Well, what she did was um, she said that she would change her name by one letter and call herself Victoria Valentina, but only if I signed an agreement stating I would never sue her. Ah, well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, you know, and of course made her case to my attorney stating that uh, you know, she'd invested all of this money, but in in marketing herself and the websites and and all of her videos and everything. And I mean, this girl, you go to these links on Google, and it's not like you click on the link and go to something disgusting. It's disgusting in the link, and then you click on it, you go to something even more disgusting. I mean, this girl has uh, acrobatic uh, talents. Well, I can't even cite and with with all kinds of objects uh, entering every orifice. No, I'm sure. Well, listen, this is, what the, uh, this is what the Internet became today, and, you know, unfortunately, businesses that, you know, were, you know, above that, you know, and sure. didn't, you know, I mean, it wasn't accepted ever by Playboy Enterprises, but of course, you know, it, they really had to survive. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's un, it's unfortunate, but it's just the medium. And as you know, Playboy had to fight other people in, you know, other people ripping off Playboy or, you right. know, Playmates promoting themselves as penthouse pets. But now things yeah. have even changed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, so. you know, Hef still maintains that, you know, he... You know, he wants the bar to be set high. And, um, you know, and he's not happy with anything that that sniffs of porn coming from any of us. His, no. Especially his icons, you know, the first 10, 15 years of Playboy. And and my centerfold actually in two thousand in January two thousand was chosen as one of the top one hundred of the centerfold. Well, uh, congratulations! Yeah, it, it was, and it was called a Modigliani, and it really looks 
more like something that should have been hung in the Sistine Chapel. It looks like a sad Madonna. You know, it's a really. Oh, it's very, very classic. I it's mean, a and... beautiful classic. It's the only centerfold in all of Playboy's history, in fact, that doesn't look like a pinup. You know, it looks like a Madonna. It's it's a beautiful picture, and I I uh, can almost look at it as if it's another person. Yeah, no, well, this many years out, you still look very classy. Okay. You know, you still look very good. Yeah, you know what, again, the women who have taken care of themselves, I mean, you know, it's a different kind of lifestyle that we had. You know what well, I mean? Yeah. In the 19, you know, in the, you know, growing up in the, in the 50s and 60s, we just had a different kind of, well, yeah, you know, different yeah. kind of values. We didn't, we didn't, um, well, we didn't want to make our parents ashamed, even yeah. though just by taking our tops off for a magazine, that was uh, at that time we didn't know that Playboy was going to become such a respected part of Americana, and certainly my dad didn't. Yeah, no, but, of course. But <laughs> but the point is, the it was kind of relationship magazine. It was, but you know, it was the kind of thing that our parents, with a wink, wink, on the most part, mm-hmm. you know, would understand with a little explanation, right? Because you know, it it was almost like Playboy, Playboy was always the one that was okay. You know, Playboy was the one that was snuck maybe even in our father's closet. So, oh, yeah. You know, well, you know um, my mom and dad had totally disowned me. They didn't speak to me for four years in the beginning. And then um, nine years ago, I took my mother to the Playmate of the Year luncheon at the mansion. Oh, how long ago did you do that? That nine years ago, and she oh, okay, wore, so I was there probably. I'm you, under, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm sure okay. you were. And she, um, <laughs> and she wore a button that had a little miniature picture of my centerfold. That you know had my my month and year on it, Miss September 1963. How cute! And uh, she wore it, and I introduced her to Hef, and he just said, "Hi, Mama." He said, "I can certainly see the resemblance." Isn't he? He's so charming. Isn't he? He was so lovely. I mean, he has been such a wonderful person to to me, my kids. My youngest daughter, I called, I faxed the mansion, and I said, you know, my youngest daughter is turning 18. This, she's going to be almost 29 now. And, um, and I said, I was looking for something that I could do that would be a little different and memorable for her 18th birthday. Aww. And I thought, maybe I could bring her over and, you know, would you mind if she came over to the mansion and had a little tour? Within hours, I had calls from the mansion saying, bring her, we'll have somebody waiting for you at the top of the driveway. They, he had arranged somebody to give us a special tour of all of the animals, the monkeys and everything. And then when I least expected it, I looked up from the back uh, cages of the goose. There was a goose, you know, macaws and all this stuff. And I looked up and there he was striding across the back lawn out to wish her personally a happy birthday, dressed in his... You know, lovely smoking jacket. Yes. You know, <laughs> and then and then my grandson, my oldest grandson, who is now nine, on his very first Easter Sunday, was at the mansion with his mom and dad for the Easter egg hunt. Nothing better than that for a kid. And I mean, I, really, nothing better for that. That celebrates the class of Playboy. It really, really does. Yeah, it, and you know, and I said to Hef, I handed I handed Max to Hef 
who, you know, Max could walk, but, you know, I handed him, I said, I said, Hef, here, hold Max, I want a picture. And he started to hand him back, and he said, here, you hold him, where's the the photographer, and I said, no, you hold him. I'm the photographer. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that but that's very, very gracious. And, you know, all of us that have brought our families to the mansion, at least we yes. were, I think we, you know, we were lucky enough to have still been in that pocket of time yeah. where the mansion was a little different um, it be, before it became a stage set for Ease Girls Next Door. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, you yeah, know, that's so true. It's really, that's I think that true. we're blessed that we were able to have our families you know, meet with mm-hmm. Hefner and have that kind of story. But it doesn't really happen to everyone, Victoria. So. No, it doesn't. And and this girl, whose real name, can I mention her real name? Of course, honey. That's uh, why you're here. Jeannie Gomez. Jeannie Gomez, a.k.a. Victoria Valentino <laughs> wannabe. And on the eighth page of Google, she has a, a dummy-dup Q&A that says, oh, did you know that uh, I just found out there's a, uh, a playboy model by the name of Victoria Valentino. In fact, she's Miss September 1963. And then the so-called fan says, "Interesting, you look so much like her." Oh my god! And then she responds, "Oh my god! Cheap, says, cheap, 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 cheap." Yeah. And well, she responds by saying, "Well, I guess I'm just a new and improved Victoria Valentino. This girl with the overly plucked." Uh, Cheapo eyebrows and doing not all these- you. This is totally this is damage. Cindy Rakowitz and Voice America Internet Radio says this is damage. But we have to wrap up. But I'd love to have you on again, Victoria. Thank you Anytime. so much. You want to give a plug to your Pasadena show? Oh, absolutely. Well, I I host and produce a radio show on Pasadena City College campus radio, eighty nine point three FM. Uh, it's at the moment. Only heard on campus. I interview uh, faculty, deans, students with a story, students who have gone on to do other things, like uh, Nate Holden, former well, city councilman, 10th District, LA. Good for you. Congratulations. And again, come on anytime. Okay? Well, thank you so much. All right, Victoria. I really appreciate it. Talk to you later. Okay. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back in the second quarter of our Voice America Internet radio show on number one's Talk Talk radio network. And we have here today my marketing chick, right, Anna Marie? Yes, that's right. Good but, to be back. Hi, thank you for holding Sure. You know, you have a playmate that's from 1963, and she's complaining about trademark infringements. That's interesting. I had to keep her on for a segment. <laughs> oh, very interesting. I mean, because it all talks about authenticity in today's marketplace, and with all the images coming off of the Internet, what's available in terms of reality TV, how prevalent just plastic surgery is, and how accepted it is for people to transform themselves again and again, it's no surprise that brand identity theft is unfortunately on the rise. Well, and very much so for, you know, the Playboy Playmate. And, you know, God, only I could be like an expert in this because of, you know, the 20 years that I work there. But... It's like I can't tell you how many playmates from, you know, sort of the baby boomer older, you know, baby boomer plus generation. And, you know, they were, the, they were goddesses of their time because in the 1960s, you know, Playboy was really relatively tame. It was just a reflection of times. And, you know, so you get these elegant women. I mean, here this woman is, you know, uh, you know, a respected nurse and, you know, has her own little talk show and comes from a very elegant family, um, you know. And, you know, she goes and she, you know, she hears from her fan that this slut, you know, is using her name. It's like, whoa. I know. It is. It, it, it's so scary. It's unfortunate. It's something that I, I tell people to do again and again. Google yourself. It, it sounds egocentric, but... Understanding that in this day and age, your name is most likely out there somewhere on the Internet, and it's your responsibility to keep on top of how your name, how your image, it doesn't matter if you work for a company or you have your own company, etc. 
it just is out there. And it is, and you know what? Who would manage it? You, you probably, you know, Anna Maria. You wrote a book, Stop Watching right. Marketing, and take charge of the time when your customer decides to buy. Yeah, you are a co-writer of that book, Anna Maria Toronto. You could look on Amazon. I'm sure you could still go to Barnes and Noble and pick up Stop Watching Marketing. It's a very good book. I use it as a textbook. Um, but I'm sure, like, you had to look at your own name because once you become a public writer, it's like anybody could be Anna Maria Toronto. Right, right. And I'm sure, you know, when my parents named me, they weren't thinking, wow, we're branding our child that way. But they <laughs> are. And it was a very unusual name. And, you know, people would assume certain things because of the name. Of course, you know, they would, you know, regardless of your name, people are going to make conclusions about your background, whether they're right or wrong. And as you grow, you inject your brand name with obviously your essence of it and right, it's all right. about just being authentic to who you are and making sure that you know hopefully you stand for something and your brand your name captures that identity i mean i love the example of faith popcorn who changed her name which you you know, well because like she, ralph lauren she had right. to she had to change her name because um you know she was a name person <laughs> Exactly. You know, she was ahead of the trend, if you will, by realizing in advertising, wow, people had a problem remembering her last name, pronouncing it, et cetera. Someone told her, hey, needs to be more snappy. She wasn't an actress. She wasn't a model, but, you know, knew that, hey, I need to control my image. And well, it was very smart, and she was probably the first of the many, many, many name makers in our world today that um, really started to brand herself and build her business based on being the trend, the name maker. It's like every pollster sort of, you know, she's kind of the George Washington, the George Washington of like, you know, making things hot, trend setting, and, you know, telling people how to market themselves so they can make lots of money. And, I don't, you know, people don't really talk about her as much today. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's those, again, it's those of us sort of, you know, boomer types that, you know. Now now it's all about, um, uh, you know, Jane Alexander, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, you know, who founded Youth Intelligence. You're aware of her, right? Right. You know, right. she's kind of like the new one, I think. But there's so many others. Do you do it? Do you do it, Marketing Chick? Um, I've read it. It's, um, you know, it's newer. It's fresher. I get it. I, I see the, the need for it out there. Um it, it goes back to, I mean, I I feel bad for, you know, the woman you just had on, this Victoria Valentino. Here she's had this, you know, wonderful career. She has, um, you know, great place in the world. You know, she's really done well, not just with Playboy, but being a nurse, I'm sure being, you know, a family member. She has grandchildren, et cetera. And now this comes, and it's like a slap in the face for everything that she's accomplished to date, and someone's trying to just jump off of all the success she's had without paying their dues. And that's, that's a lot of what that brand identity theft is, is someone who's just trying to jump in, make a name for themselves without getting it, without understanding that you have to build up some credibility amongst your community. Otherwise, it's a community full of fakes, just like the person themselves. Oh, it's so scary, and it gets even scarier. I mean, when people find a credit card or a driver's license, right. I mean that takes it to uh, financial devastation. I know. No, no, know. It's very, it's very sad. Well, listen, going back to more cheerier subjects, because <laughs> you're the marketing chick. You know, I'm going to ask you some questions because you know you are a marketing chick. Stopwatch marketing, and you know, you talk about in your book, and you know, I love your book. Um, you know, the different kinds of, you know, customers. 
you know, what their needs are and how brand marketers can benefit from these situations or at least identify the customer situations. I'm going to ask you a question, and it might be a stretch, okay, but I'm very, very interested in your feedback. You know, you are a marketer. You know behavior. You know marketing behavior. You know how customers receive messages. So what are you thinking about the election lately? You know, Hillary, McCain, Obama. And, you know, not political points of view so much as the packaging points of view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's funny you bring up that question because when I started in marketing, I actually started in politics in the Chicago area. And it's one of the reasons why I moved into marketing. And it's one of the problems I have just with the presidential campaigns in general, um, regardless of the candidate or how they're packaged, there is the issue that people believe in the philosophies um, but at the end of the day, they think, how is this going to change my life day to day? I don't want to see change happening over four years. I want, you know, a better life now. I want an understanding of where the economy is headed now. So it feels like the presidential campaign and all the packaging is this constant tease. It's like watching a trailer for a movie, yeah. and you don't know when that movie's coming out. You, you're in the movie theater, and you'll get this trailer for the movie, and it'll say, coming soon. When? Right. Just tell me when this is going to happen. I think that, you know, in today's day and age, people want results, and they want accountability. And that accountability is really understanding what is the time expectations that these candidates are saying they're going to accomplish what they intend to accomplish. It makes it much more believable if we have that accountability coming from any candidate. Right, right. No, I, I think that's very true, and I think that it's great that you're making the connection between film marketing because that's what the presidential campaign is. I mean, basically, you're going from stop to stop doing a, you know, a publicity tour mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's the same thing. It's not really any different than, you know, George Lucas going on the air and uh, <laughs> right. promoting one of his movies and saying that this is going to come soon. And, um, you know, but how would you say the marketing camps are differentiating themselves? Like, who's really the best packager? Um, you know, the best package in terms of staying consistent would be McCain. He's just been that even keel all along very consistent, which is something new for the Republican Party to really embrace, and I think that's wonderful. It's a great contrast to what's going on with all the primaries on the Democratic side of the equation. Um, What I was surprised about recently is kind of the change of events of Barack versus Hillary, and what I saw there, especially the morning talk shows earlier this week, Hillary came off as definitely more assertive and Barack all of a sudden came off as defensive. And that is the problem with any presidential campaign. Because unlike a movie where the finished product is done and they're not changing it regardless of what the critics say, with the presidential campaign, as much as there is that proactive, outgoing message, so much of the day-to-day in terms of how the battle is fought is reactive. Reactive to what's going on in the markets, what's going on in the news, and what the different camps are saying about the candidate. And, and it's hard to kind of separate out what is still their consistent message and then what are they just responding to in the light of the biggest headlines of the day. No, and I think that's, it's, I think that's well said, but it's also a part of the culture. I think everybody becomes defensive and responsive because you're looking at news about them 24-7 now. I mean, now the Internet is so immediate that their feedback forces them to be defensive all the time. <laughs> yes. 
unless you're kind of like older and more experienced like McCain where you're not as, you, you know, you're, it's not a part of your biological clock. You right. know, so I right. mean, I, I, you know, it's it's just very very interesting to watch this all. It's sort of like um, Obama's marketing himself as a rock star. You know, it's just all very mm-hmm. very interesting. Well, listen, Anna Maria Toronto, marketing chick, stopwatch marketing author. I want you to come on again real soon. Our Which segment is done, but you know, I love it. And by the way, I made a mistake before. I said Jane Alexander. I meant Jane Buckingham. Now you know who I mean. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the next phase popcorn, you know. <laughs> it's, it's morning senility. That's why they like having me on the show because, you know, my mind isn't exactly all there anymore. So they're watching the deterioration of oh. the baby boomer. <laughs> no, no, it keeps everyone on their toes. Well, I would be glad to come back anytime. It's always a pleasure speaking with all you. All right, thank you for joining us then. Marketing Chick, you'll be back soon. Thank you for your analysis. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome, and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant, and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished, inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional, real-world results and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly fail as well. Tune into Leadership Intuitions for a behind-the-scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do, and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio broadcasts each Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty's has just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. You know what you're doing, 
Dance is Life, Life is Dance, broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788, and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back with the Public Relations Stars this sunny Thursday, and next we have Ian Cunningham, the CEO of Scene Genesis. Welcome, Ian. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, listen, your PR people are very aggressive. They want to get you on the air. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're very excited about your idea and concept, and my producer thought that you should have two segments, not one, so you must be very special. Yeah, we think so. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's our message they want to get out. I think I'm not really the media star that they make me out to be, but, uh, um, yeah, it's the message to what we're trying to do here. So. America's first web-based way for people to arrange to get their damaged cards Fixed. Yeah? Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, it's the concept. Um, uh, I don't if you're uh, if you're using eBay and that sort, uh, it's kind of just bringing buyer and seller type together. So that's what we're trying to do. And I so think you're really that, you're really like a lead exchange for damaged cars. Well, um, well, yes, and no. What what we're trying to do is we're we're trying to inject the consumer back into the process. I don't know if you've had an accident or, or whatever. It's usually a very um, tough process to go through, and it's confusing. So what we're trying to do is give the consumer choice and and help them them through that process. Okay, so I get into an accident, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I you know I'm like on my cell phone or something, and I bang into <laughs> the car in front of me, which I'm sure is a very common. Stupid accident these days. Okay, and um, you know, so I, you know, you know, I didn't hurt anybody, but you know, I messed up my front end real good. Okay, mm-hmm. obviously my fault, right? Because I rear-ended somebody. But um, you know, so what do I do? Well, we're not we're not in the blame game, so we're not questioning who's at fault or whatever. So what happens is that uh, if your cell phone is still working, what you'll do is you'll call your insurance company, and then what your insurance company would do is talk to you about scene exchange and say. Um, uh, we're going to send an appraiser out, take a look at your vehicle. Our appraiser will come out, take a look at your vehicle, assess the damage, uh, tell you what it is, give you the estimate, and tell you, give you a certain URL to go online. So you go on, online, and then uh, what you do is, in about a day or two, you'll see, uh, gosh, four or five placements from different body shops. Yeah. And Excuse me. The body shops will say, "We can get this back to you in two days, three days, four days, whatever." And um, so then you look at the ratings because prior customers have been in to the shops. It'll be two stars, three stars, four stars. And it'll also tell you how far the shop is from your um, where you live, etc. So then what you do is you select the shop, and then you take your vehicle to the shop, and the shop will then repair it, do it to the the, uh, the estimate that you had. Um, and then you get the vehicle back. Now what you do is you rate the shop based upon your experience with that shop. Pretty straightforward. No, it sounds pretty straightforward. So scene exchange. Mm-hmm. Scene exchange takes advantage of the power of the social media and the web. Yeah, so exactly. I guess, huh? Exactly. 
Okay, so I mean, does that mean that you're actively marketing yourselves on things like MySpace and stuff? Uh, not yet. We're what we're doing is we're marketing ourselves to both the shops and to the uh, the insurance carriers because the insurance carriers are the ones that um, are going to determine uh, how you make the selections and what you do. So it's not you know it. You, you, because your insurance carrier is going to pay for the actual damages, they're going to be interested in um, using scene exchange. So got it, got it. Okay, yeah. So I okay, I, I get into an accident, and generally, if I go, you know, one of the things that I have done is if I'm near a body shop, I'm going to drive right to it. That's lucky for me and lucky for the body shop, right? Yeah, and this is what the process does. This is what scene exchange does. It takes a lot of the guesswork out because you're going into the body shop, and you know you don't know. You know, I mean, you may or may not know. You know what kind of shop it is if they're certified. What what um, you know what kind of uh, guarantees or performances they do. And what you might want to do too is you might want to call people who've had that experience or whatever. What about this shop? What about that shop? So what we're trying to do is take all that guesswork out of the shop selection, and we're trying to say, look, the shop has the merits. This is what it's been rated before. Kind of like a Craigslist type thing. You know, mm-hmm. it says, you know, this is what it's done, and we take all that guesswork out. Um, it helps you. It takes um, a lot of the anxiety, time, and uh, running around from shop to shop. I mean, I myself had an incident not too long ago, and I had two different estimates. I think one was like 950 and one was $1,350, so things can vary widely depending upon what's going on. So we're taking all that guesswork out of it. No, I see. I, I so listen. It's kind of like—is it like a one eight hundred dentist model? I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, this is a show about marketing and PR, so we have to look at everything in a branding yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I mean, because you know, it's really the dentist that you know one eight hundred dentist had to sign up a whole bunch of dentists before they went to the consumer. Well, we we have a we we do have a chicken egg. Um, uh, where we have to have the shops, the density, all the carriers. When we go to the carriers, the carriers love this model. They say it's great because it takes a lot of, uh, it brings the consumer back into the process, and it makes choice, which is very important, um, uh, a factor. And it plus a lot of technologies being deployed today: texting, cell phones, all sorts of things. And the carriers aren't typically using that. So what happens is that it brings the choice back into it. Now we do have to recruit the shops, and what we do to the shops, we tell the shops that, um, look, these are jobs that you probably wouldn't see. Um, And the most important thing to the shop is the reputation. And we're saying, look, here's a chance for you to codify your reputation. Here's a chance for you to earn a a good recommendation and have it online for everyone to see. Shops love it. They think that's a great idea. Now, are you the first of its kind? Absolutely. Really? (laughs) What made you do this? I mean, what did you used to do that made you do this? Well, it's it's um, it's got an interesting history. What our traditional business? We have a, a business that we do. Uh, we process about thirty thousand plus claims every month, but we um, don't tell the insurance carriers or the shops or the IAs, the independent appraisers, where they go. So we just process them electronically. So we started asking the question: Maybe there's a better way to do this. We see a lot going on. Maybe there's a better way to to uh, select how shops are or or where the vehicle should go, how it should go to the shop, and uh, so we you know put our heads together. And a lot of us in the office, um, it's kind of a, a I guess a bit of a geeky crowd, use eBay and that sort. And we said, well, maybe there's a you know there's a a supply and demand. I mean, there's a supply of of uh, um, auto repair capacity out there, and there's a demand to get the uh, insured back to whole, so maybe we should put up an exchange, and that would work. That's how we started. 
Okay. Well, no, it's very it's very smart to you know again anything in the eBay model or you know uh, you know a lot of people do it is part of the exchange or you know sort of the lead exchange business is a general term by the way like if you were doing an interview with the New York Times and they wanted to know what kind of business model you know it's um, you know exchange has become the new hot word for eBay like <laughs> auction businesses. Well, yeah. we're I don't know. Do you know where we're located? I don't know where you're located. I just know you have a 505. Uh, no, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know where you're located at all. So all I right. mean, I know that you have a 585 number. Yeah, 585 is actually it's upstate New York. We're in Rochester, New York, and um, Rochester is uh, it's got Kodak and Xerox and Bosch and a lot of lot of lot of technology up here. A lot of kind of innovative thinking, but sometimes I think we're a little bit off the mainstream of marketing. So what you're telling me about the word exchange and what it means in the social medium, I mean, that's good. I guess we're, you know. No, we, it we, is we, good, <laughs> and I think that's, you You are. You're like kind of the Silicon Valley Northeast, but only those of us from, you know, I'm from New York, so of course I know it. And, um, you know, I, yes, it's been very innovative because of, you know, the camera companies and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, well, you know. I can say, Cindy, for sure, what we do up here is, you know, we're not dressing for, you know, pure chic. We're dressing to stay warm, I think. So. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty true. What's it like out there today in, in snowy Rochester, New York? It is. It's, it's, well, it's 26 degrees outside right now. We've. Do you, do you know about the Gold Snowball Award? Have you heard about this? I haven't. Please okay. tell me. Well, you know, up here in upstate New York, there's not a lot to do except think of cool thoughts and innovative technology. So we have a contest between the city of Buffalo, the city of Rochester, and the city of Syracuse. Who gets the most snow every year? Oh, okay. And the snow <laughs> award goes to this year? So far, I think Rochester's in the lead at, I think, 85 inches. So Wow. Um, wow. Well, you know what? So I'm telling you, you know, that you are cutting edge and you have a very, very um, slick exchange business and probably yeah. the first in the automotive repair we do. recommendation business. Yep. Um, so we congratulate you, Ian, because you're the inventor yep, of the exchange, and because you're the inventor, you became the CEO, and I hope that <laughs> from doing this show that you get more venture capital injections and you can make it, you know, really, 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 really big. Well, we yeah, we think it can get really big. It's It's a... It's an industry that needs um, more technology, more innovation. I mean, it's you know people have been in car crashes since cars were invented, and uh, the process has been kind of discombobulated and uh, not straightforward. And the consumer is usually the one that's kind of left off to the side. So we, from our, our existing business of what we see, our, our interaction with shops and carriers and independent appraisers, you know, we we think that this is a pretty innovative application, and we oh. think it's going to take off. No, well, we congratulate you. Unfortunately, I was told by my engineer that we have to kind of wrap up a little early, and they run the show. But mm-hmm. I think that you had um, some good time to talk about your innovations and your successful business, inventor of Scene Exchange. I guess mm-hmm. you could go to com and see what it's all about. It's true, yeah. Is that right? So that, you know, I, I encourage, you know, insurance carriers and the consumer to go in and check it out. Yep. Our actual website for the company is, um, our, the company name is Scene Genesis, and it's www.scenegenesisoneword.com. All right, so, so everybody should go check it out. It sounds, um, mm-hmm. it sounds like a very innovative, helpful, you know, helpful model to people, and hopefully people don't get into a lot of car accidents, but <laughs> it's inevitable, and that's why you have a business. 
<laughs> well, I appreciate it, and I have one 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 piece of advice. Okay. We'll stay, off your, stay off your cell phone while you're driving because you don't want to use our service when if you are on your cell phone. So um, just drive safe out there. Drive safe, no cells. That's a new thing. Instead of drunk driving, you have cell driving, and it's really it really has the same effect. The other guy doesn't know you're coming. Yeah. So thank you for that advice, and um, we'll have you on the show again. We wish you the best of luck. And um, Ian Cunningham, CEO, yep. Scene Genesis. Well, thank okay. you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate very, it. very welcome. Pleasure. Stars of PR. We'll see you at the next time. For more insider information on the world of public relations, see you at the next time. Stars of PR. We'll see you at the next time.